0: Today, we're going to talk about caring God. Did you know that God cares about you? He loves you. He's crazy about you. How much does God love you? That he would rather die for you than live without you. That's why Jesus went to the cross. As the entire world faces this COVID-19 crisis, many people are asking, does God care? Does God really care? And if we look in the Bible, we see a resounding yes. God cares. God loves you. He loves me. He loves us. Sometimes we forget that this world is broken because of sin, because of the consequences of sin. So we will experience suffering, times of trouble and tribulation. We will feel hurt and pain. There will be days that are sad days, tough days. Jesus said it himself to the disciples. He said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In Jesus we have the victory. Listen, but the Bible is very, very clear. If there's one thing the Bible is very clear, if there's anyone who cares about us, who loves us more than anyone or anything, it's God. More than our family, more than our close friends, even more than our church. You know, we love you as a church of God, and I hope you have a good family that loves you and close friends. But do you know that compared to all of that, God loves us more than all of that? The Bible says that God is love. He is the very essence of love. Love comes from God. And the Bible says that God is the God of all comfort, all compassion. God's a caring God. The caring God is the God that cares about you and me. 2 Corinthians 1.3 says that God is the God of all comfort, all comfort, all compassion. He's a loving God, a caring God. He's a good God. Today, we're going to talk about the caring God, the God who cares about everything, and he meets us where we're at, but he doesn't leave us there. He doesn't leave us there. Is your heart broken today? Is your heart broken? Did you know that the Bible says that God is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit? So if your heart's broken, release it to God today. Just give it to God. He will meet you where you're at, but he won't leave you there. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Point one. God cares when we grieve. Did you know that? That God cares about us when we grieve? We're in John chapter 11, verses 32 through 35. The Bible says that when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her, he was all... Along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord. And they replied, and Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Whenever people grieve, suffer, hurt because of COVID-19 or some other virus or disease or for something else, The questions asked, they ask themselves, they ask others, they ask God. Does anyone care? Does God care? Does God see what's going on? And if we look in the Bible, we see a resounding yes. Yes, God cares. God cares about you. He sees you. He knows what you're going through. And He will meet you where you're at. But He won't leave you there. He's a loving God, he's a caring God, and he's a mysterious God. He's a mysterious God. Today we're looking at the story of when Jesus rose Lazarus up back from the dead. Lazarus was the brother of Mary and Martha. They were really close to Jesus. Jesus was close to this family. There were times where Jesus would hang out at at their house. We see in John eleven five 5, the Bible says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Listen, Jesus loves everyone, right? He loves everyone. Everyone. So when the Bible says that Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, you know what he's, it's saying? It's saying that he was close to them. He had a close relationship with them. He hung out with them when he could. When you get a chance, read the entire story in John chapter 11. Here we see that Lazarus becomes sick, very sick. And his sisters, Mary and Martha, they send word to Jesus Christ. The one you love, Lazarus, is sick. And they expected, like most of us, they expected Jesus to run back right away. To heal Lazarus, to help Lazarus, to drop what he was doing and run right away back to the situation. That's what most of us think God would have done. Jesus would have done. But then, but you know, the Bible says that God is a mysterious God. You cannot figure God out. He is God, we are not. He is God, we are not. God owes us no explanation, no explanation. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord God. God's saying, listen, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. They're higher than your ways. They're higher than your thoughts. God's a mysterious God. You cannot figure him out. And life has a way of surprising us, right? And the toughest thing is when they are bad surprises. It's been said that crisis is just a phone call away. You know, when many bad things happen and go from bad to worse, and even if you're a Christian and, and, you, and you're trying to figure things out, and they don't make sense, you don't understand it, why God is allowing it. And God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts, they're not your thoughts. But God doesn't waste anything. Did you know that? God doesn't waste anything. Did you know that when we grieve, when we cry, God cares? God cares. When our heart's broken, God's heart is broken for us. Did you know the Bible says that God bottles up every tear that you and I cry? Did you know that? He bottles it up. He cares. It matters to God. Lazarus dies. Jesus had purposely waited a few extra days where he was at. He didn't rush right away back. He waited. He waited. He knew that he was going to raise Lazarus up back from the dead. He waited a few more days. Lazarus dies. He waited to go see Mary and Martha. And the Bible says in John eleven twenty, 20, as Jesus was returning to go see the sisters, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. You know, it's interesting. The Bible doesn't say why Mary stayed home. Why didn't she go for sister? She wanted Jesus there also. Could it be that maybe she was mad at Jesus? Could it be that she was disappointed with God? Because if Jesus had been there, her brother wouldn't have died. Maybe she stayed back because she was mad. She was upset with God. She didn't understand. It didn't make sense. It didn't make human sense. Listen, as we face this COVID-19 storm, you're either going to run to God You're going to walk away from God. You're either going to run to God, to Jesus, and say, God, I don't understand. You know, I lost my job. I lost a loved one, and and things are going crazy. But I know I need you, God. I know you're a safe God. I know you're in control, and you're going to take care of me. And somehow, you're going to lead me through this. And I'm running to you, God. I'm here, God. I need you. Or you're going to get mad at God. You're going to blame God. You're going to walk away. You're either going to draw close to God or you're going to step away from God. But the beautiful thing about God in the Bible, it teaches that God never steps away from us. God never forgets about us. He's a good, good God. He's a good, good Father. He never stops reaching out for us. Even at times when we forget about God, isn't it nice to know God never forgets about us? I hope you're running to God today. I hope wherever you're at, you're running to God. Listen, we need to have a daily habit of every day, just running to God, running to the cross, every day, in the good days, the bad days, the happy and the sad. Jesus, here I am. I'm coming again, God. Here I am. Here I am. Take me to the rock that's higher than me. Take me to Jesus. Verse 21 says, in referring to Martha, she said, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. If you'd been here, my brother would not have died, Jesus. Master, Rabbi, if only you would have been here. Listen, can you hear her heart is broken? Could you see the tears in her eyes, her eyes watery from crying? Jesus is coming to meet her, to comfort her, to help her, and she runs out to meet Jesus. I picture her crying. I picture her heart broken. Jesus, if only you had been there, you could have made a difference, Jesus, because you're a way maker. You're a promise keeper. You can make a difference. If only you had been here. If only you had been here. Powerful. That's a powerful phrase. Today as we face this COVID-19 virus, many people are asking themselves, they're asking God, God, if only you had been here. God, if only my loved one would, have, would not have died. If only I wouldn't have lost my job or lost this or that or something else. If only, if only things could go back to before. Maybe you're asking that right now. Maybe maybe you're at home and you lost a loved one. You lost a job. You're experiencing suffering because of this COVID-19 storm. And what you're really asking is, God, don't you care? Don't you see what's going on? Don't you care? And the Bible teaches... Yes, God cares. God loves you. He's crazy about you. He sees you. He knows what you're going through. He will meet you where you're at, but he won't leave you there. He's a good God. He's a loving God. He's a caring God. Jesus, you know, it's interesting. Jesus listens to her. He doesn't rebuke her. He doesn't give her a theological teaching or study. But look at Jesus' reaction in John 11, verses 33. The Bible says Jesus saw her weeping. He saw her weeping. He saw her pain. He was deeply moved. Jesus was deeply moved. Listen, Jesus cared. He was moved. It impacted him. Listen, he knew that there was going to be a happy ending. He was going to raise Lazarus up from the dead. But at that moment, the sisters were crying because their brother had died. And Jesus met them right where they were at. The God of compassion, the loving God, the caring God is the God that cares. He cares about you and me. Listen, Christians, my fellow Christians out there, my fellow New Life Melrose and New Life peeps out there. Listen, people don't care what we have to say until they know how much we care. Do we care? Do they see it? Is it real? Is it authentic? Do we have empathy for them? Compassion, the love of Christ. Do they see it? Is it authentic? Is it real? People don't care what we have to say until they know how much we care. People listen to Jesus because they knew Jesus cared. It was real. It was authentic. And three, Jesus wept. Jesus cried with her. He just cried with her. She was crying, and he cried. Shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Two words. Jesus just wept. God wept. Listen to what Romans 12, 15 says. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Cry with those who cry. If we see someone suffering, we need to, as Christians, followers of Jesus, we need to share in their pain. We need to be a shoulder to cry on in Jesus' name. You know, one of the best things we could do when we see someone suffering is to cry along with them. It's to, it's to be a shoulder for them to cry on. It's to show compassion, have empathy for them, and then point them to the God of all comfort, to let them know that there's a God that loves them. There's a God that will meet them where they're at, but he won't leave them there. He'll heal them and help them to go forward. Listen, please don't miss this. Please don't miss this. The caring God is a God who cares about you and me. This is a picture of the heart of God. We're getting a glimpse of God's heart. Jesus saw her pain. He was moved with compassion, and he cried with her. He cried with her. He just cried with her. Listen, Jesus knew he knew he was going to raise Lazarus up from the dead. He knew there was going to be a happy ending. It was going to be a miracle that was going to take place. But at that moment, the sisters were in pain. Their heart was broken. Their brother just died. And Jesus met them right where they were at. And he cried with them. Jesus cried with them. Romans twelve fifteen. Rejoice with those who Rejoice. And mourn with those who mourn. Listen, the best thing we can do when we see someone crying and suffering is to cry with them. Is to be that shoulder for them to cry on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And point them to God. Point them to the God of all comfort. Listen, God cares when we grieve. God cares when we cry and our hearts are broken. God cares. He will meet us where we're at, and he won't leave us there because the caring God is the God who cares. Listen, whenever we encounter people in pain, whenever I encounter people in pain, you know, it moves me. I feel compassion for them. I cry with them. I try to share in their pain, and I tell them, when you cry, cry out to Jesus. Don't just cry, but take your tears to Jesus. Cry out to God. The God of all comfort, the God who cares, who loves you. The closer, did you know that the closer we get to God, the more we will care about what God cares about? And you know what God cares about? He cares about people. The closer you get to God, the more you're gonna care about what God cares about. God cares about people. Listen, did you know that we are the hands and the feet of Jesus? Somebody, God might be moving you and and the Holy Spirit might be bringing somebody to your mind that maybe lost a job, lost a loved one. Maybe they're struggling with depression or they're struggling financially and God's moving you to call them, to encourage them. Somebody needs to hear a phone call from you or a word of encouragement or a smile or just some comfort, or maybe God's moving you to bless them with a food card, or some other way. Listen, we need to cry with those who cry. Listen, and and if your heart's broken, if your heart's broken, if you're the one that's hurting, and you're grieving, and you're suffering, then you need to do what, what Mary and Martha did. Listen, the Bible says that They went looking for Jesus. When they heard that Jesus was coming to see them, they left and they went to meet Jesus. Take your pain to Jesus. Take your broken heart to Jesus. But the beautiful thing about this is that the Bible says that that Jesus was first coming to see them. Before they went out to meet Jesus, it was Jesus that made the first move, the God of love, the God of compassion. The Bible says he was on on his way to see them, to meet them. Before they were looking for Jesus with their broken heart, God was already looking for them. And in the same way, you you might be coming to God. I want you to know that the hound of heaven, almighty God, he's looking for you. He's coming for you. He loves you. He sees you. He will meet you where you're at, but he won't leave you there. He's almighty God. He's a caring God. Listen, the Bible puts it this way. In Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Is your heart broken today? Is it broken? Give it to Jesus. Just go to God. Just as you are. Jesus says, come to me. Just as you are. So I want you to know, God wants you to know that God, the caring God is the God that cares when we grieve. Jesus ends up raising Lazarus up from the dead. But it was in the midst of the pain of the sisters that they met the caring God. The caring God. Which leads us to our second point, point number two. Did you know that God cares about our needs? God cares about meeting our daily needs. Look at what Matthew 6, verses 25 and 26 says. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Listen, God cares about our needs. He cares about our daily needs uh, for food and housing and clothes, our basic necessities. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't work, right? We don't work or get a job. The Bible also says, and let me make sure it's quote the scripture. 2 Thessalonians 3.10, if we don't work, we don't eat. We don't eat. So I want to eat. So we got to work, right? got to work. Or if you don't have a job, if you lost your job, your job is to find a job. But you can count on God providing for you. Did you know that there's a big difference between le- legitimate concern and worry did you know that legitimate concern is when you know that there are things you have to take care of, that you're responsible for, um, that you should have a concern over? You know, going to work, being responsible, going to work and taking care of your family and, and providing for them and, and working hard and being responsible. That's a legitimate concern that should move us into action. Now, legit, legitimate concern is when you're in control of your thoughts and feelings and you take responsible action. It moves you into action. Worry is when your situation is controlling you, your actions, your emotions. And did you know that worry is sin? Worry is when you're staying up at night. Worry keeping you up at night. Worry is stressing you out throughout the day. You're not experiencing the peace of God because you're not trusting in God. You're worrying instead of praying. Listen, and living a lifestyle of worry, it's sin. Because we're doubting in the power and the goodness of God. Listen, if you've received Jesus as your Savior and Lord... You're God's kid, and God's going to take care of you. God takes care of his children. You can trust him. When it comes to your needs, your daily needs, Jesus said, look at the birds. Just take a look at the birds. Look at the birds. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't store away food. And yet, your father, he doesn't say their father. He says your father. Because animals don't have a soul. We have a soul. We're going to live for eternity. He says, your father, your heavenly father, feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Because we have souls. We've been created for eternity. We will either live forever in heaven or hell, depending on what we do with Jesus Christ. And then he says, when it comes to clothes, why are you worried about clothes? He tells them, look at the flowers, they don't labor, they don't spin. they don't make clothes, but yet they are dressed better than the way Solomon was dressed. By God, just look at the colors, look at the way, the designs that God has made. When you look at nature, did you know that nature is God's painting canvas? And he's, he's done this great painting of nature. Just by his words, he created everything. He spoke everything into existence by the power of his words. He didn't even lift a finger because he's creator God. He said, let there be light, and there was light. God was making moves just with his words. That's how powerful he is because he's the creator God, the Carrying God. Did you know that his name is Jehovah Jireh? The Lord will provide. Ultimately, Everything good in our life comes from God, all the blessings, every little thing, every big thing from God, from God. Jesus looks and tells the disciples, you have little faith, you have little trust. You know what Jesus was saying? What Jesus was saying is trusting God to provide for all your needs. You can trust in God to take care of you. He's a good God. He's a loving God. He's a caring God. He's a providing God. He's a good, good Father. As Christians, we can't believe God's promises. Jesus was reassuring the disciples and you and me today that God will provide for our basic needs. And isn't God so good that he throws in some wants? He throws in a little extra. You haven't been blessed with extra? He allows you to go on vacation. Maybe he allows you to purchase a home or a car, or other blessings, it's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God. Matthew 6.33, listen, what Jesus was saying was that as we seek God first, we could trust for him to provide for our needs. Matthew 6.33, he says, but seek first, first, his kingdom, And his righteousness, and then all these things will be given unto you. Jesus is saying, seek God first. Put God first in your life. Put your relationship with God first. And obey him. Follow him. And if you fall down, in Jesus' name, ask for forgiveness and get back up. Then God will provide for all your needs. These things... These things will be given to you as well. Your needs will be met as well. That's what Jesus is saying. As we put God first, and, we, and God promises to meet our needs, to take care of us. The Apostle Paul put it this way in Philippians 4.19. And my God, my God, will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus he's speaking in boldness and confidence. The Apostle Paul is declaring, he's saying, my God. Let me ask you, can you say that? Is he your God? Has there ever been a day that you received Jesus as your Savior, as your Lord, as your God? If you have, you could say, my God. My God's going to supply all my needs. He's going to take care of uh, everything I need in Christ Jesus according to the riches of Of his glory in Jesus Christ. Paul could say that because Paul had a personal relationship with him. Do you? Do you know God? Is he your God? Listen, he's not just a God out there. He wants to be a God in here. In your heart, in your life. He wants to be your Lord, your Savior. But God won't force himself in your life. He only comes in by invitation. You have to welcome him. You have to open your heart to him. Is he your god? Is Jesus your savior? If not, you could have him come in your heart today. Towards the end of the service, I'll lead you in a prayer and you could welcome Jesus into your heart and he could be your god. Look at what Matthew 7:11 says. Jesus was comparing earthly fathers to, heaven, to our heavenly father and he says, "If you then, though you are evil, Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? You know what Jesus was saying? Hey, listen, even earthly fathers, if earthly fathers who are imperfect, who are sinners, who make mistakes, who blow it a lot, but good earthly father knows how to give good things, good blessings, how to be a good dad to his kids, Won't your heavenly Father give you much, much more who's perfect and never misses nothing? So the caring God is the God who cares. He cares about you and me. He cares about providing and meeting our needs. And as we look at our final point, did you know that God cares about our storms? Mark 4, 37-39. A furious squall. And a squall, a storm, came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, "Teacher, don't you care if we drown?" He got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, "Quiet! Be still!" Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Did you know that God cares about the storms you and I face? Especially if you're a Christian. Did you know that God doesn't waste anything? Sometimes it takes a storm to come into our lives to wake us up of our need of God. Because when times are good, When there's money in the bank and no one's sick and we have a job and things are pretty good. How many times do we forget about God? Do we take him for granted? So sometimes it takes a storm to wake us up spiritually to our need of God. Please don't miss this. Whenever God allows a storm to come into our life, the storm is never the main point. But it's in the midst of the storm that we meet God. Did you know that? Whenever God allows a trial, when something outside of your control and outside of my control, not because we sin, I'm not talking about a consequence for sin. That's a different thing. I'm talking about a storm that you didn't cause. And you're a Christian. You're seeking God. And God's allowed it into your life. The storm's never the main point. The storm's never the the main thing. God's using the storm to point us back to him. Did you know that? Don't miss that. Here Jesus leads the disciples to a boat. He tells them they're going to the other side of the sea. But he doesn't tell them they're going to encounter a storm. Before they get to the other side, he said they would make it to the other side. Remember that. God said he'll always be with us. He'll never forsake us until the end of time. He will always be there for us. But he doesn't tell them there's a storm that's waiting for them. They get in the boat. Jesus being physically tired from ministry. He was just exhausted physically. He falls asleep in the boat on a cushion. Then by surprise, a mighty storm breaks up in the water, in the sea. To the point where the disciples thought they were going to die. Listen, many of the disciples were former fishermen. They were professional seamen. They've been in storms before. They've experienced rough seas, rough waters. But this storm, they thought they were going to die. They were scared. They were frightened. To the point where the Bible says they woke Jesus up. And they says, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Don't you care? Jesus, don't you care? Don't you see what's going on? Don't you care if we drown? Right now, as we face this COVID-19 storm, as the world is facing this storm, many people are saying, God, don't you care? Don't you care if we drown? Don't you care that I lost my loved one or I lost my job or I lost this or that? Don't you care? Don't you care, God? And the Bible teaches that he does. He does care. Listen. The Bible says that Jesus, he got up. He rebuked the wind and sets the waves. Quiet. Be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Then Jesus asked them a question. He looked at the disciples and asked them a question. He said, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Listen, they forgot they were in a storm. They thought they were going to die, but they forgot who was in the boat with them. Jesus was in the boat with them. God was in the boat with them. Listen, it's safer to be in the boat with Jesus, in the boat with God, in the midst of the storm, than outside of the boat, alone, going through life without God, without Jesus in your life, just trying to face life on your own. Jesus says, why are you afraid? Why are you scared? I'm here with you. I am God. And their fear, they were scared of the storm. And in verse 41, the Bible says, they were terrified and they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is this? Who is this Jesus? Jesus. That even the sea, the wind, the waves obey Him. Him. Jesus, Yeshua, the Son of God. Who is this? Listen, it was in the midst of the storm. It was in the midst of the storm that they met God. And it's in the midst of the storm in your life, in my life, that we meet God. We meet the power of God. We meet Jesus Christ. Let me ask you, in the midst of this COVID-19 storm and any other storm you've gone, you may be going through, have you met God? Have you encountered God? If not, can I introduce you to his son? His name is Jesus. If you want to meet him, you have to come to God the Father through Jesus the Son. You could just pray with me right now. Just close your eyes, wherever you're at. This is between you and God. And believe 100%. Put all your trust in Jesus. You're transferring your trust from anything else or anyone else to put it completely on Jesus, his death on the cross, rising from the dead for your salvation. Just close your eyes and repeat this prayer with me. Father God, I'm a sinner, and I believe that Jesus died for me and rose from the dead. I believe that only Jesus, I could only be forgiven for my sins through Jesus. God, I'm sorry. I give you my life. I I give you everything that I am. I put all my faith, all my trust in Jesus alone for salvation. Come into my heart. Be my savior. Be my God. And I'll follow you, Jesus, all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. If you've prayed to receive Jesus into your heart, will you you respond on Facebook and let us know? Will you fill out a connections card and say, hey, I pray with Pastor Henry. I'm a Christian now. I belong to Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I want you to know the Bible says that the the angels are rejoicing in heaven. Your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Let us know so we can connect with you, send you some materials, and help you grow in your relationship with God. God bless you, church. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. God bless you.